I'm Jorge Salazar, reporting from the Texas Advanced Computing Center. This podcast brought to you by the Friends of TAC. For the first time ever, scientists designed completely from scratch a protein molecule that behaves like a slice of life. It mimics a natural protein found in living cells that transports ions across a cell membrane. The cell membrane surrounds living cells like an envelope, and ion transport through the membrane helps keep us alive. It lets nutrients in and waste out of cells, and it also transmits signals between nerve cells of the brain and spinal cord. Scientists used the Stampede supercomputer at TAC to model the stability and dynamics of the design protein. They did this with an allocation through Exceed, the extreme science and engineering discovery environment funded by the National Science Foundation. The researchers published their results in the journal Science in December of 2014. I spoke with study co-author Michael Grabe, an associate professor in the Department of Pharmaceutical Chemistry and the Cardiovascular Research Institute at the University of California, San Francisco. I think one of the most interesting findings of our study is just that this could be done, and that is that, to our knowledge, this is the first design transport protein from scratch. That is, it didn't exist in nature beforehand. We came up with what the protein should have its amino acid sequences be and tried to predict what the fold, that is, the shape of the protein would be, the fact that it would live in a membrane and not want to be in solution like a lot of proteins, and that it would carry out a specific function. And not only did we design it computationally from scratch, but we uh, solved the X-ray crystal structure to show that uh, the design was what we thought it should be and did NMR experiments to to show the dynamics and, and other aspects of the structure were in line with what we thought it should be. And then most importantly, showed that in fact it did what we thought it should do. That is, it moves zinc up a zinc gradient using protons as an energy source and vice versa. It can do the opposite of that, move uh, protons against a proton gradient using zinc as an energy source. The engineered protein essentially acts like a tiny gate. The scientists designed it so that zinc and cobalt ions can flow in a controlled way through the cell membrane barrier. Four helically shaped short chains of amino acids were bundled together as a coiled coil, like four springs in parallel curved around a central axis. The scientists embedded the bundle in a cell membrane, and the engineered system acted like natural ion channels in nerve cells and in the intestines. Scientists call the protein Rocker. Right, and so, um, while Rocker probably has some long um, acronym associated with it, I think the, the real idea is that it rocks between a couple of different conformations. Conformations are distinct shapes the rocker protein folds or rocks into. One shape opens up a pocket near one side of the membrane to grab zinc ions or protons. Once the zinc ion binds to the pocket, rocker changes shape to close off the pocket while at the same time it opens up a second pocket near the other side of the membrane. This allows ions from the closed pocket to travel to the second pocket before being released to the other side of the membrane. At the same time that you're opening these cavities uh, sequentially from one side of the membrane to the other, you want to make sure that you never have a, a cavity that's going all the way through the membrane because this gives the potential to allow things to just, like a hole or like a kitchen sink, just go from one side of the membrane to the other uh, and, and run down things like ion gradients or molecule gradients that we know are important for keeping cells intact and healthy. So we thought of it as a rocker because 
we wanted it to rock between the outward-facing and inward-facing conformations. Brabe and his colleagues used computation throughout the experiment at first to come up with a fold of the protein and the sequence of amino acids that spelled out its structure. What we did use TAC for was to actually take the de novo model, that is the predicted model, not the crystal structure, and carry out uh, molecular dynamic simulations on it, in our case using classical force fields. And so I would say that there's nothing particularly groundbreaking in this first step of the simulations that we did that went into this, but it was quite insightful for how the protein works and in rationalizing some of the experiments that came out. For my research lab, my exceed resources are you know, absolutely essential. And I must admit in this particular project, at this stage in the game, while we were able to do simulations that would be harder to do on more conventional resources, they weren't particularly uh, difficult. So we, we carried out these simulations on Stampede, and they were relatively short simulations, maybe about a microsecond worth of total classical molecular dynamics. What I really imagine is that in the near future, uh, my exceed resources, in, in particular down at TAC and on Stampede, we really could try to use more advanced sampling techniques, such as things like transition path theory or Markov state modeling, to really try to understand the transition of what happens when zinc binds and makes this transport protein go to from an outward to an inward-facing conformation. I think that these are hard computationally to do, to, to simulate, because they really do take you know, many, many microseconds, if not the millisecond time scale. The Rocker-engineered protein study was pure research, basically science for scientists' sake. But Grabe did talk about some potential applications Rocker could make in energy research and medicine. One idea is that this protein can create an electrochemical gradient using things like pH, using protons. One could imagine in a totally non-cellular case that, that one could potentially harvest this kind of pumping to create things like batteries. Now, this is a super, you know, uh, this, this might not happen in the, in the very near future, but things like this could be used to basically do some kind of energy harvesting. Moving things in and out of cells would be even harder, Grabe said, but it might be possible to do it for cancer cells with pinpoint accuracy. Now, you've got a very hard problem with specificity, and that is making sure that your transporter that you made ends up in the right place, uh, but you know, that's a very interesting goal that you could have also in the future. That is, uh, design, design your sequence to go to a particular membrane of a particular cell type, say a cancer cell type, and load it full of zinc or run down a chemical gradient that's already there. To an extent, bacteria do this already. Things like antimicrobial peptides um, go in in some cases lice cells or or blow open cells by creating holes in the membranes. But if you could transport something also, move small molecules in a directed energy source, that could be quite interesting also. You've been listening to Michael Grabe of UC San Francisco. For the Texas Advanced Computing Center, I'm Jorge Salazar.